It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being with me today. And in this segment, I am going to be covering again sex news. There's all kinds of it for this week. And as always, I do want to try and focus on the stuff that is of a positive nature, not the stuff that's, you know, attacking. However, there will be a couple of articles and a couple of um, news things that I will go over that I think do speak strongly to a changing attitude in the area of sexuality, slowly but surely. And the first one that I wanted to talk about is Sudanese Christian woman who had been charged with apostasy which is defined as the total desertion or of or departure from one's religion, principles, party, cause, etc. And this is the young woman who is married to a Christian man. They have a son, and she was pregnant with her second child, a daughter. And she was jailed and then sentenced to death. And she would be able to be in jail with her daughter for two years, at which point she then would be put to death and her daughter would go elsewhere. Now, here's a little bit of the backstory that people may not know about. Apparently, in Sudan, you are supposed to assume your father's religion. Well, her father abandoned the family when she was six, and although he was Muslim, she was raised in a Christian household. So she never was raised as a Muslim. So finally, today, she was released and then went into hiding because people you know, were threatening to harm her um, or her family. And the reason I talk about this is because when I make this comment to people, they sometimes go, what? And then it, the light bulb goes on. One of the number one things that organized religion has as their directive as their motivation is to control female sexual behavior, period. The more fundamentalist they are, the more conservative they are, that is the thing they are trying to control. They don't do it nearly. They basically turn a blind eye, in many instances, towards male sexual behavior. And that theme is going to run throughout the show today. I have 
that I looked at and I'll talk about later on with a HuffPost Live with Caitlin Becker speaking with Marie Lobel and the nonsense of women who have a lot of sex, the presumptions and assumptions about them. So this Sudanese woman, she is released. She and her daughter left the prison. And at this point, they are apparently um, somewhere in hiding or elsewhere. But the important thing for me is that she's out of there and she's no longer, you know, has that threat. Imagine being born, imagine having that hanging over your head. So that's the not so um, uplifting, but I think interesting for us to be aware of. The next one I'd like to talk about is Dove Charney. And this is the gentleman who was the founder and uh, creator of American Apparel and the former CEO who was just removed as a result of charges, um, sexual charges. Now, I don't know the exact charges that were put against him, but I it, look, it doesn't take anything to go online and see the trend of what this man's behaviors were. Now, not knowing him, I don't know if this is what he always does, but when you see an article from a couple of years ago that says in bed with the CEO and shows two staffers on the bed with him while he's working, you know, there's certain times in our lives where there really should be boundaries, you know? And the workplace, I think, really should be one of them because you're there to work, not to be sexual. That's what college is for. You're there to study, find someone, learn, grow. Yet, for him, I don't know if the, his response is that he's going to sue to be reinstated, but I would have to say I think it would be a slow for him to try. Finally, just caught up with him, or just said that's it, at it. But you know, I think get one thing. What is one of the best ways to go after someone to remove them from a power position? Either in a divorce, either in a uh, legal situation in where there's something contentious, is to try and find dirt on them to bring it forward. Whether or not this is, you know, what was happening, I don't know. But I do know that most people do have some skeletons hidden somewhere, and if people can find it and use that as a you know a button, chances are if they are looking for something, they will. Now, the next thing that occurred this past weekend was the Jill Dugard and Derek Dillard wedding, and they are part of the you know the nineteen the Dugars and you know nineteen and you know this huge huge fundamentalist family, and I believe they are from a group called Quiverful, like in a quiver of like arrows, Quiverful, and they're, they've been following this young girl as she, you know, this young woman, as she meets this guy while her father introduces her, and he's in Nepal. Now, this is, what I like about this story, and what I like about the presentation of the values is that it shows a range of values that people can have. You know, this is not about having to have sex or or to be intimate before a marriage, and that's 
definitely what they've chosen. I'm going to be doing a presentation this weekend for a couple who she's in her, you know, she's certainly not in her early 20s as Jill was, but she and her fiancé have decided that they are going to, you know, abstinence, abstinenta <laughs> until their wedding. And I applaud them if this is the value system they wish to support. What I do think is an interesting way of looking at things is that they are not, they don't date for the sake of dating. And it's similar as a friend of mine told me for Orthodox Jews in Israel. They're not dating for the sake of, you know, let's have a date and do they're dating with the intention of getting married. They're dating with the focus of this is going to be a life partner. Are they the right match for me? And fortunately, I believe his name is Jim Bob uh, Dugard, knew his daughter very well and that this, you know, that Derek Dillard would be, uh, you know, a rather ideal match for her. So they held hands first after getting engaged. Um, they were able to touch and hug, you know, always with someone there as a chaperone, and their first kiss was on there at their wedding. And I like that it is them as a young age and their value system, because I've been other places and speaking, and anyone who knows me knows my attitude about abstinence is that there's nothing wrong with abstinence. Abstinence is, you know, having boundaries in place and not doing things out of control whether it's too much alcohol or you know sex or food, whatever it may be. But if the only thing you're giving people is that information, you are setting yourself up for a bit of a disaster and not just a little bit. We know in studies that the greatest number of unintended pregnancies are within abstinent-only educated populations. They're never. They're, they're sort of told. Well, and it almost has the attitude. Well, if you think, if you actually go and get condoms or some form of protection, then you get shamed into not even wanting to talk about that. You shouldn't shouldn't do anything. And yet, Mother Nature designed our sexuality as something that is a it's tremendously powerful drive, and that's why it makes me. I, I ask people to look really honestly when they're looking at a religion, what is this religion trying to control? Is it controlling it from a paternalistic, the men are in control attitude? Many times, absolutely yes. And the big thing they're trying to control is female sexuality. And I think if organized religion had a better relationship and a better understanding of sexuality, they would not be so hardline. And I remember speaking with a friend of mine who was a um, Pentecostal, born-again Christian, and he said, let, he said, let me be honest with you. Organized religion knows it has not done a good job in this area. And yet, it is something that they, they want to... Religions and any type of social thing are about be nice, be kind, love one another, support your family, you know, all religions have that as a tenant underneath them. Yet 
the icing that often gets put on top of it is to control female sexual behavior. So that my first three things today are the Sudanese Christian woman, Dove Charney, and the Jill Dugard wedding. And when I come back from the break, I'm going to talk about George Clooney and Amal Al-Mudin, and I trust I didn't massacre her name, and why it works. This is a classic example of no one, you know, the person can't land this person. Listen, he's not a fish, okay? <laughs> he's a man. But I will come back with that. Please stay with me. And then I have all kinds of things about TVs in the bedroom. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live La Bella Vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. On the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. As I said before the break, I'm going to talk about George Clooney 
and Amal Alamudin. And one of the things, if people want to see how men behave when they have been hit, the as I call it, the coup de foudre, the Italian thunderbolt, that you know, that lightning striking them, this is the behavior of a man who has seen who he wants to be with. And I've watched many other men who are very wealthy and powerful, and there is a woman that they meet that it literally is that thing where he says, I, I just can't get enough of her. I want to be around her all the time. Now, what I will tell you now again, George is not exactly my close friend, and I've never been introduced to you know to him or to Amal. But what I have watched in the media is he apparently asked her out three times before she said yes, and she has her own life. She's an attorney. She is highly respected in her field. I believe she speaks at least three languages, English, French, and Arabic. She has, you know, risen through the ranks, tremendous professional in her own right, and she doesn't need him, okay? She's perfectly fine by herself. So what he had to do was, this is, what I know is that when men see a woman that they want, they, you might as well slap the shark fin on their head and play the theme song from Jaws, okay? Because they don't hear no, and they become amazingly strategic. Now, she also has character traits that are similar to him. She has very clear principles on certain things in, in her work area. She is not interested in being in, you know, the center of attention tremendously close to her family, and he apparently had to be vetted by the family before she would, you know, go further with this. So what I want people to watch when they watch this is this is a man who will do whatever he can do to ensure that he is in this woman's life. He will, it's those um, PDAs, those Subtle public displays of affection. If a man is not interested in a woman, he is not going to be acting like, well, as my twin sister calls it, the leg-lifting behavior. It's not politically correct, but it is how the male mind is wired. They literally, that is his, and he's going to do whatever he can do to let anybody know she's mine and she's totally with me. So that, if you... Now, this is not bordering on, you know, stalkerism or anything weird. But that's also, just to adjust this a little bit and expand it, for anyone who read Fifty Shades of Grey, he wasn't a stalker. That was the behavior of a man who cannot get enough of a woman and would do whatever he could do to keep her safer and to be around her. He could have flown back to, you know, uh, Seattle rather than staying in Portland. He didn't have to come down to that hardware store. He didn't have to stick around for an interview. He made himself be there. And the thing that you see with that is that, look, neither of them really knew what they were doing in relationship, but he just knew he wanted to be around her. So 
that's uh, my my two cents on George Clooney and the woman he has just become engaged to, Amal Alamudin. And she is quite lovely, by the way. Now, I said that I was going to talk about studies that talked about having TVs in the bedroom. So I looked at this and I went, okay, the article is entitled, Having TV in Bedroom Helps Couples Enjoy Sex Twice as Much. Now, making sure that you are as educated as I can help you be, my first thought on this was, I hit the BS button, big time, because my awareness is that when a TV is on in the bedroom, you've got a third person in your bedroom. You can't focus. And your bedroom, if that is to be your sanctuary, it should only be the two of you. That's my opinion. And I tell people, if you are not having time just for the two of you, get the TV out of the bedroom. So I started reading this little study. And what Lo and behold, what did I find? So I started digging back through where was the so-called study from. Well, the study was initiated by a group called vouchercodespro.co.uk. So it is, in essence, a marketing, it's a company that's designed to deliver discounts to restaurants, cinemas, grocery stores, and fashion. So what they were looking at is how can we show with the advertisements that we are putting out there that they are, we've got a study that then tells people people are actually watching them more in their bedroom and they're actually having more sex. And I have to tell you, I think this study is highly, highly flawed. Secondly, I am very suspicious of the style of questions that they would be asking. Who knows if they didn't ask the question, are you having better sex when the TV's on in your bedroom? Well, that is a suggestion. That is not something that's an objective question. That's a leading, let's try and hook you. So really what we have here is the hand is feeding the hand. So the company that wrote this so-called study, according to their poll, basically they're trying to say, and this is for people who are British, and it was you know, conducted online, is said a third, two-thirds of the people have the phone, the TV on in their bedroom. That does not surprise me. But I also, truly people, one of the things that I am aware of is that the TV can basically end up being the thing that has you not focus on your partner and has you focus on something else. I mean, it also, add to it the number of people who have their smartphones beside them in bed. Um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm literally almost speechless on occasion with that one because if you're in bed, you're supposed to be sleeping, not answering texts, which... For many um, parents, they were not aware that their daughters were being sent texts. Uh, And this was, gosh, I was aware of this four years ago, five, six years ago. Their boyfriends 
in middle school, we're sending them texts at 2, 3 in the morning, middle of the night, telling them who they could talk to, what they could do, what they should be wearing. And the parents had no idea. So I think, you know, I think technology can help us, but I think there's also technology can get in the way of people actually talking to one another. So further down from that, there was another article which said men enjoy foreplay more than women. Okay. So I look at the first place that it's in. It is picked up by the Times of India. Now, I was in India last year lecturing in Chennai in southern India, and I can assure you, India is pretty conservative. As a matter of fact, it is very conservative. And the majority of marriages, whether you are uh, in a rural area or whether you are uh, a family of means and money, majority of marriages are still arranged, you know, introduced and you choose, but they are, that they are considered to be arranged as opposed to love marriages. So I looked at this and I went, where is and who is behind this study? Well, lo and behold, I, so the, so the article that is created says, men want to spend more time on foreplay, which for many women, that's like a, you know, high five, hip, hip, hooray, like no kidding. We want to make sure that, you know, because women tend to typically take longer day to focus. But the real story behind this is when I looked at who funded the study. And the study was funded by a group and Tracy Cox and Love Honey. Now, Tracy is lovely. She is a um, UK writer and presenter in the area of relationships and sexuality. But what they're also marketing, they're marketing Tracy's whole line of what are called the Tracy Cox Stamina Edge products. It's cock rings. It's lubricants, it's uh, penis pumps, it is a full range of products, including a timer monitor for your progress, it's a stamina app. All of it is there to market to men. So they're telling the men, this is how they do it, they tell the men, men are wanting to have more foreplay. Then what they're doing is they're saying, and gentlemen, if you want to have more foreplay, you need to be buying our products from Love Honey and from Tracy Cox. So that is why I am prone to saying, read these articles, go to the bottom of it, and discover what they... Just follow the money, okay? It's not that difficult. It is really quite easy because you just go, here's the study, here's this person. And so both of these studies I find are highly flawed, but entertaining reading nonetheless. So I'm coming up to my second break. And when I come back, I'm going to be talking about Nasty Gal and the wacky world of sex in the news. Please stay with me. This 
is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Time and change are accelerating, making it increasingly difficult to gracefully go with the flow. Women Change the World presents conversations with featured guests about changes in their lives and how that change has created new and positive opportunities. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. We all know that change can knock you off course, and Dr. Beth's show and practices focus on revealing everything that's right with you. This information will help you make choices that align your true nature and set you along your path of least resistance. As Dr. Beth says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. For more on Dr. Beth and her show, go to drbethgolden.com. That's drbethgolden.com. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose, insights with heart. The Woohoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. 
And before the break, I said what I would be talking about in this segment was uh, the uh, woman who created the site in 2006, Nasty Gal. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is I think she has, first off, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit of going in and creating something when she was 22 to create vintage clothing. And when she first did it, she was, uh, you know, she, and here's the thing for most entrepreneurs, whether you're in the area of uh, sexuality or clothing or whatever, you're going to have to do everything yourself because that's just the way the world works. And because until you know how to do everything, you can't tell somebody else how to do it. Anyway, she was inspired by a woman by the name of Betty Davis, who was apparently Miles Davis, the jazz musician, his former wife, and she was a, a dancer, model, and that was her, you know, the woman who started Nasty Gal. Her name is Sophie Amoruso. And what she has online right now is uh, a comment on who she was, how she got started. But she also has a new book that is entitled Girl Boss. And it has her on the cover. And she talks about the fact that coming into her office, you know, the staff coming to her office, they can literally wear whatever they want because of the, I mean, it is a vintage fashion area. However, a lot of the things that people would be wearing to that they should never wear to a job interview. And so this is her peer-to-peer comments of, yeah, you can have just about anything become sexy if you accent a certain part of your body. You know, if you've got, you know, if you do have hips, if you do have a little waist, you can accent them more. But the important thing is when you're going in for a job interview and she says, look, job interviews, you don't wear this. You choose this, you don't wear that. And I'm glad she's pointing out, come on, people, get a mirror and look at it. Because what's the comment? You only have three seconds to make that first impression. And if you give that three seconds away, um, there's no going back, okay? So that I, I, I like that and her... Her site is at nastygal.com. She has a whole range of very fun clothes because I find for me some of the most unique things that I have are things that I've gotten where I, you know, was going through a next-to-new shop or a thrift shop and found just a killer sweater or something. You know, it isn't something I do every day, but I have found, you know, some absolute little gems. Another thing I want to remind people of that yourtango.com, that I'm one of the contributing uh, experts for, uh, posted up now is, do we have sex just for intimacy? And I am the host for that. So please check it out. I think it's probably six minutes, but it's myself and four other experts in the area talking about why are, you know, why are women and men having sex? And is it the intimacy? Is it just the orgasm? What is it? So we're all weighing in on that subject. Now, let's go to the wacky world of sexuality. Now, this happens to have been posted in HuffPost in the Weird News. So here's this picture of this man. This happens to be in 
southwest Germany. And there is a stone sculpture. Now, this thing is huge. It's not, it's not small. It is probably 15 feet high, and it is a vulva. Now, they're calling it a vagina, but let's be honest here. The vagina is on the inside. The vulva is what the labia and the external genitalia are called. So this one rocket scientist decides he's going to have a fun picture taken of himself. So he puts himself inside of it, and then he gets stuck. So here is this man stuck with his legs inside of this sculpture, and he can't get out. Well, they ended up having to call 22 firemen. It took 30 minutes, and at least they were gracious enough to pixelate out his face on the the site because <laughs> you know how they do that with children, so you know no one knows what the child looks like. That's what they were doing with him. I have to admit, it it did make me laugh. I was like, you know, this is like the people who put themselves at serious risk, walking out in the arm of you know Corcovado, the you know the Christ figure in Rio to take a picture of themselves, to take a selfie of themselves with Rio de Janeiro in the background. On occasion, I wish that people who do things like that, I wish them the best, but if something goes wrong, we do not have to be sacrificed with their stupid genes. Their stupid genes just went away. Um, Again, in the wacky world, (laughs) okay, this one, Howard Stern always seems to be able to, you know, whether it's, you know, butt baby bongo or whatever, you know, things he's coming up with. But he has one of his writers, a gentleman by the name of Benji Bronk, who had a bet with Howard that he would lose, I think it was 37 pounds within two months. And he had until the end of July. Well, apparently, Benji did not feel he was going to meet that goal. So today he just said, I I don't think I'm going to make it. And the guest who came in uh, was Perez Hilton. And for those of you who may know, Perez Hilton is uh, an openly gay blogger who has, um, on occasion, a very funny tongue, on occasion, a very acidic tongue, but, you know, is more than willing to, you know, try anything out there. So while he was on the show, he said, well, because apparently Howard had said that the if Benji does not lose the weight, then he is going to get um, he's going to get a finger in his rectum. Okay, he'll have a prostate exam. Well, let me tell you something. A prostate exam is not exactly uh, an enjoyable thing for most men. To the contrary, it's something to be endured. But it does have a true. It, it has a very specific, you know, need for it to be done. To check out the health of the prostate and. Here's the other thing. Someone really needs to be trained in it. Anyways, the long and the short was Perez Hilton comes on the Howard Stern Show, says, Benji, why don't we just get this taken care of now? You know you're not going to meet your goal, so we'll just, you know, you know, I'll, I'll help you out with this. So they go over to a hotel room, and I was listening to the so-called recording of this again. Who knows, but there's a reason why. Was it Howard Stern made $85 million last year? He's the guy who will do all the stuff that everyone else just thinks about. He'll ask the questions that people just think about. And if someone goes onto his show, uh, you basically he is 
so skilled at knowing. And what I like about Howard, and, you know, I don't necessarily like all of the things that he's doing. They're not my taste. But I do like that he is able to tell whether or not someone is being genuine or someone's making stuff up. And if he thinks that someone's, you know, lying about something, he goes in. He goes in for the jugular. He's like, okay, that's it. I know you just made this up. And he'll find some way to unravel what they are, um, what they're talking about and get to the bottom of it. He loves having on people who will, you know, try just about anything. Hey, but here's the other thing that I think is so interesting. Here is this public persona of this man. And yet, when he goes home at night with his wife, Beth, he goes to bed early. He is stays at home. He doesn't, you know, he's not a big party hardy. And he's not... He's not being that person that, you know, he's, he's necessarily, um, you know, delivering information for. But he does understand them. Versus there is an individual in Chicago called Man Cow <clears throat> who, see, I don't get that Howard is mean. I get that Howard is just uber smart and he, you know, knows how to ask the questions. Man Cow the times that I was on his show, it is it's just flat out mean. He's angry and he's mean. And I, I don't know how he still maintains his audience, if he does, but that is one show that I will never be on again, period. So in this segment, we talked about the nasty gal, the you know, peer-to-peer with the girl boss, with Sophie Amoruso talking about what was important for her and how she got started into her area and talked about the the TV time in the bedroom. We did that just before our break, the wacky news, uh, Howard. And next, when we come back, I'm going to be talking about an article, HuffPost Live. Caitlin Becker did it with Marie Lobel about who uh, at Dirty in Public, talking about the out-of-date perceptions of women who enjoy sex, like sex, and have a lot of sex. And a couple of other things that I will bounce around for you. Please stay with me. I will be back after these messages. Bye for now. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. 
Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And thank you for being with me. And uh, for those of you, um, the live show that I do, which I'm doing right now, is Mondays from 2 to 3 Pacific Standard Time or, you know, West Coast Time. And if you have any questions, you can send them to me on Facebook. You can send them to me in an email to my office at office at loupaget.com, L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T. And... You know, there's, uh, you can reach me through many different ways. And to me, one of my jobs and one of the most important things that I have to be responsible for is getting, is being an accurate storyteller in the area of sexuality and relationships for people. Because what I'm known for is I will tell you the truth. I'll tell you if something is going to work or not going to work. For example, the products I talked about before from Love Honey that Tracy Cox has put in, you know, the line with her name on it, a lot of people don't know how to use those products correctly. So people know when they're selling people products that they often have, they have a built-in no return policy, so they don't have to worry that the person's the guy's going to go, well, it didn't work for me. He's not going to tell people it didn't work for him. He's just going to say, oh, obviously, my, you know, my body parts aren't working correctly. So anyway, just to continue forward here with another article that I talked about, the HuffPost Live, the Caitlin Becker, and she is you know, speaking with a woman, Marie Lobel, who wrote an article of the perceptions really are so out of sync with 
what is going on and what the reality is in the world of women who enjoy sex and women who have sex a lot. And there are still, you know, the double standard that comes out and, you know, the common myths are that these women are easy, that they are sluts, that they somehow are commitment phobic, they have (laughs) self-worth issues, they have daddy issues. And the it's it's very much something that has continued from a conservative attitude that had been around, as Marie Lobel says, when she was growing up uh, in the 80s um, under Reagan. And she said there was still that sort of attitude, and then it in the 90s it sort of became less so. And I would agree with her that I think we are becoming more conservative in some areas. So she wanted to talk about the, uh, to refute these common perceptions of women who enjoy sex and uh, have a lot of it. And who she used for her, as as the scientific backup on it, is a woman by the name of Paula England, who teaches at Stanford and writes about and lectures on the hookup cultures. And what she looks at is, are they these people actually having more or having less? But I think we also have to be clear about what is the hookup referring to? Is it referring to just kissing? But when she has, you know, done her um, surveys and when she's spoken with people uh, within that demographic, and she has specifically only done it within the heterosexual demographic, that sex typically means intercourse. But hookup can mean a range of things, from kissing clothes on to fondling to oral to manual oral stimulation. And it isn't like most people, and this is what Caitlin Becker says. She said, this is really quite funny, by the way. She said, what is it with MSN and CNN that they're interested about what is going on in the sex life of women in my generation? She said, why do they care? And I thought that was really hilarious. It's so true. Why do they care? And again, gendering, and this is something that Paula England talks about, they're looking at the girls. They're looking at the women. And as Marie Lobel says, she said, these women are having sex with a man. Why are they not talking about the men? So the the hookup culture does tend to focus, and the judgment is saying, you know, that it's mainly about women. Interestingly enough, the woman who wrote the article, Lobel, who wrote the article, said she had some responses back from people who said, it's almost like you're judging and saying that you're against women who don't do these things and who aren't interested in that. And she said, no. She said, that's not what I'm looking at. She said, I am looking at the when people say they're having easy and casual sex where they're not looking for something more, there is a decided gender difference on why they're doing it. And I have to tell you, I hadn't heard this one, but if I go back and listen to what my girlfriends have said, 
this, it does ring true. If the men are going to have easy and casual sex, they want a quantity of it. They want to have as much of it as they want. For the women, they want to have quality. So they're not going to do something unless they think it's someone who is might be physically out of their league or someone who might be out of their socioeconomic group or someone who is, it's going to be good sex, okay? When Paula England was talking about, she did some figures of the first time, you know, in a you know, hookup situation, what is the first, you know, did you have an orgasm asking both, you know, partners? And she said, the, the gender difference, she said, is worse than the pay inequality. She said, only 19% of women had an orgasm and 44% of the men did. Now, the thing that she also looked at, which most people don't when they think of hookup culture because they think people are just doing things willy-nilly. And, and as many people, so many people are saying people are hooking up, you know, constantly. And actually, no, they're not. There's And there are people who, once they get into a relationship, there isn't the dating as much. But in England's work, when she's asked them, it who um, initiated the getting together, that it's more the male than the female. And then the other thing is, who initiated the sex? And 54% of the time, it was the males. But what she is also looking at is, and this is also what Marie Lobel talks about, is that the hookup is a new social form and that it, it it's, sexual, it sexually precedes and follows dates or other expressions of relational intention. So men sometimes, hookups do not typically lead to relationships. However, hookups can lead to relationships. I know of a couple who just recently got married, and it was something that when they first met, it was like, oh, no, there's no way. And particularly for the one you know, individual, it was like, no, nothing's going to be happening. Forget it. This is just like a, you know, a wild night at a club and that's it. And then the other person kept calling him and he was like, okay, well, fine. So the important thing is it can lead to a relationship and it can lead to marriage. It can lead to, you know, what many people want. I also tell people, look, Mother Nature designed our sexual brains and our sexual bodies to have a connection, particularly if there's an orgasm, with there is a brain chemistry shift and change. And many times for people, what they do is they go, oh no, emotions are getting involved. Well, of course they're getting involved. That's what they're supposed to do. So, you know, that it, it's, and, and just use the example of dancing with the stars. Here you are, with someone all this time, you're just supposed to be dancing, but you are touching, you are creating all of those, your nerve receptors are creating all of that connectedness in the dancing with everything. It's not a bit of a wonder that one of the highest, you know, divorce rates for, you know, professionals is dance teachers. (laughs) No surprise on that, kitties. Ah, now, in the last couple of minutes, 
what I'd like to talk about is we have this hot-for-the-blue-eyed felon. The guy, what's his name, Meeks or whatever. You know, if I were to lay in with my two cents on this thing, here we have, this is the fantasy, this is the uber fantasy bad boy, okay? Good-looking, he's going to be different with me. I can, you know, he'll, he'll change when he's around me. Listen, if you see this guy's rap sheet, you're not going to be thinking he's going to be changing, okay? A leopard in its spots kind of tend to remain the same. And, you know, he might be fun to take home for a night to look at, but how do we know about his prowess? We have no idea. And the, apparently his wife, he is married, he has a son, um, is furious about all of these people, you know, writing about how good-looking her husband is. Well, you know, so be it. <laughs> Um, this man put himself out there and now the public knows about him, whatever is going to happen. But, you know, it's like, yeah, in your fantasy, he might be good, but in reality, just look at his own rap sheet and look at his own, you know, behavior path. Some things don't switch and change people. So thank you for being with me. I think if you want to, you'll find it interesting to look at Paula England's um, material on the hookup culture. And also, for those of you who are interested in things for your partner, please check out my book, The Great Lover Playbook, and look at the sections on behavior and on techniques. Those are some of the best things that thousands of partners have said kept their relationships and their love lives connected. Thank you for being with me. You can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, and I look forward to hearing and seeing from you. And uh, until next week... Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.